Hey, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, journaling, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, waiting, uh, you name it. And plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong target. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm talking about success. And this is a two-part post that I'm going to go ahead and wrap up into one podcast. So as I often give you that heads up, um, I'll let you know when we're halfway through in case you want to take a break uh, and come back to it. Or if you're in for the long haul, awesome. So this was posted, um, this is a two-part post on success, and this is from uh, June of 2021. It's on the website. So success defined. Success is something we mostly define for ourselves. I say mostly because the unexamined mind finds it nearly impossible to discern which of our goals actually have a deep, sincere origin and which of our internalized goals we've adopted as a result of our culture. Often these definitions involve a particular socioeconomic status, material possessions, stature, and promotion. If we do enough, earn enough, have the right job title, we may feel we are successful, or at least moving in that direction. But I recently heard Oprah's definition of success on her podcast, and it resonated so deeply and instantly that I doubt I will ever use any other litmus test to measure my own success. She was hosting a session with Martha Beck, a Harvard-trained sociologist who has, among other things, written several best-selling books. Her latest, entitled The Way of Integrity, Finding the Path to Your True Self, was the topic of their conversation. Oprah and Martha, if I may be so bold to refer to them by their first names, as if we were close friends, (laughs) Oprah and Martha were discussing the incredible experience of unwinding our neurophysiology during the pandemic. Although this was a tragic period of many lives lost and illness and suffering, for some, it was alternatively just a much needed break from the whirlwind of a world we all hustle through day in and day out. So Martha made a reference to her own improved health. Once she slowed down and started resting, 
That led into a specific conclusion that rest and health are connected. This is, of course, not rocket science or news, but few people actually make the connection in such a way that leads to leading restful lives and really changing anything. It's like a thing we know, it's out there, and we'll get to it when things slow down at some future time, not today. That's when Oprah's words changed me yet again. She said, paraphrasing, I'm starting to think that the true measure of success lies in our ability to sleep until we are rested and go to bed when we're tired. Now that is a revolutionary way to measure success. Imagine if we didn't feel rushed and restless with our minds, constantly somewhere that our bodies are not. Imagine never having to force ourselves out of bed, into the shower, into the meeting, into the car. While I recognize that there are other factors to consider when defining success for ourselves, like how others feel when they're with us, how we can serve the world, and what unique gifts we're called to develop and share, I feel confident that if and when I get to a place that I can rest when I'm tired and sleep until I'm rested, I will surely have quote-unquote made it (laughs) to be successful and what matters most. And I'm going to go from here to the second part of this post, which was also in June of 2021. And this is entitled Success Part Two, Case in Point. And this is a little bit, um, definitely a little bit longer. And I was using uh, an experience with Zach to kind of illustrate this, um, the importance of sleep. So here's Success Part Two. Good time for a break, by the way, if you need one. As I reread yesterday's post, it dawned on me that I had a perfect case study to illustrate the impact of rest on our bodies. As if my own experience of chronic exhaustion and all the medical complications I've endured wasn't enough evidence of this claim, I can point to an extraordinary discovery in Zach's physiology over the last 12 months as proof of the connection. I note in the post that in November, which would have been November 2020, his CBC, which is the blood test, uh, blood count test, was absolutely so normal that I sincerely doubted it was actually his blood specimen. So the cell shapes and sizes were perfect. And we were even told the number of new white blood cells was going up. Um, and I accepted this as either some miracle or also maybe just a mistake. And I, I was so used to seeing the abnormal ranges that I kind of, um, just dismiss this as, you know, either it's a miracle or someone really screwed up and either way, uh, I'll just send a thank you prayer up and go on my way, which is what we did. So we continued Zach's isolation protocol last year, and it really meant a lot of sleep for him. Pre-COVID, Zach's school bus arrived at 6.10 a.m., and he was first fed at 5 o'clock in the morning. Then sharply at 6, we performed repeated stealth-like mission of physically moving him from bed to toilet, where his clothes, morning cleanup supplies, toothbrush, mouth swabs, washcloth, and dressing for his G-tube awaited. We cleaned and dressed him as quickly as possible with the hopes 
that by the time he was awake enough to object, which had a tendency to get violent, we would already have him buckled into his wheelchair where we waited in the dark garage for the bus lights to shine down our street so we could take him down the driveway. His bus ride was almost 90 minutes to Washington, and he had a similarly long ride returning home at the end of the day. Since COVID began, not only has Zach been sleeping later, but on a given day, he extended his average nightly sleep from 10-ish hours to 14-ish hours, significant change. Since he's not yet back in the community, again, this was written last June, um, this pattern continues and it's nearly predictable that he won't awake before noon and often sleeps even later than that. 14 hours of sleep? Who needs that much sleep? (laughs) Apparently Zachary does. So when Zach's blood was repeated again, just before I made this post in April of last year, I was shocked to see all normal results again. I joked with his dad, wow, his CBC looks better than mine. Even though I was doubtful to see November's quote-unquote normal findings, now that we had the same pattern a couple months later, I couldn't help but accept his status of ideal imperfect hematological health. After 22 years of diseased blood work, his body uh, was in perfect harmony. So this long, circuitous trip in bringing both of these posts together down Schwachman Diamond memory lane brings us to the point of the post, which is the connection between rest and our body's state of maximum function. It's undeniable. Of course, modern science and research, there just um, is no, no shortage of material to give us inspiration and tell us about this mind-body-sleep connection. Um but yeah, undeniable. And I've with chronic sleep deprivation for probably my entire adult life. And on the off occasions that I do get some rest, I just notice all the changes, being more clear headed, being more alert, being more creative, feeling more calm, um, undeniable. Also likely to make better choices, whether it's nutrition or otherwise. And that's just from a taste of rest. <laughs> I can confidently say I am in no way rested as Zach seem, as rested as Zach seems to be. So I have high hopes that when I actually get to sleep until I'm rested and go to bed when I'm tired, I will truly begin to enjoy the fruits of life promised by so-called quote-unquote success. If I'm unsure about what the definition of success means, that if we go to back to Oprah's definition, it means you can sleep when you're tired and not get up until you're rested. And then we also have, you know, just case in point, right? Zachary, his blood counts, his sleep, massive changes. Um, and sure, there are probably other factors at play, like less stress for him overall. And just, you know, the fear of going out into the world when you're 75 pounds and almost 22 at that time, I guess, 23 almost um, is, you know, takes a toll. So yeah, there are probably other factors, but I just thought this was a great way to illustrate the sleep factor and onto the really good news for me. I retired from my corporate job um, almost a year ago now, and I can promise um, everyone that this post on sleep was spot on. It took me several months to actually get rest. Um, 
because I had been on that, you know, work travel uh, treadmill for so long. But I feel great. And so I encourage everyone. Um, there's a great book called Why We Sleep. I, I believe it's Matthew Walker. So if you're interested in finding, you know, the proof, then go read that. If not, if you just need to get more rest, then don't go read, go to bed. And, you know, certainly in my coaching practice, we work on sleep schedules and how to really back up. If you're a night owl, you know, you go to bed at 12 or one, um, we can work on ways to back up that bedtime. And it's not something that we do like ripping a bandaid off because that's just not going to work. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, let me know. And um, I look forward to connecting with you again. I appreciate you hanging around for this extended post, but I didn't think it made sense to split the two. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear your sleep success stories. And at the end of the day, again, I just, I was blown away by this definition of success that Oprah shared about a year ago in her conversation with Martha Beck about the way of integrity, which is this success may just be when you get to a point that you can sleep until you're rested and that you can go to bed when you're tired. <laughs> so let that sink in. Um, and until next time, stay present, stay grateful and stay healing. And by all means, stay rested. Thanks again for listening.